Welcome back to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network, the daily live NHL show Monday through Friday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter at Edgework Show, and you can find us on our YouTube channel at Edgework. So if you want, make sure to go over to YouTube if you want to interact. Comments in the chat in real time. Make sure to hit subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get notified when we go live every Monday through Friday immediately so you don't miss a second. Guys, not too much NHL action here tonight because American Thanksgiving is coming up, so the NHL schedule is a little wonky, overloading Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays to accommodate for that and the NHL here. So today we will be digging a little bit into the Eastern Conference playoff standings, how things are shaking up, how things might unfold to finish this season. But uh, before we get into that, Todd was not here last week. Got to talk with uh, Matt for the first time. Alex, I see this guy regularly, so I already see enough of him. But uh, Tata, how's it going? It's going well. I had a nice uh, 4-2 and two night on player props last night. I was actually 5-1, and one, and they took an Aho shot away after the game, which kind of sucked, but I'm coming in hot. Not bad at all. There you go. Get to uh, come back off of your vacation, roll right back into it, and then get to get some World Cup action. So... Let's not waste any time here. We'll start right away with uh, the Eastern Conference and how things are shaking up. And, of course, the team that everyone saw coming, what we all predicted ahead of the season, the New Jersey Devils. Atop the standings there, the hottest team in the NHL, a 13-game win streak right now. I know Todd is a Devils fan, so I'm going to start with you right away. This team has deserved to win these games. There's no question about that. They have been playing very, very well. They are a very good team right now. But above all else, is this... I mean, this is not sustainable, this 13-game win streak. But is their level of play sustainable throughout the the end of the season? Uh, Yeah, I would say so. Like you said, no team deserves... Like, no team's going to win 13-game... 13 games in a row and like you're like yeah that should happen um but they honestly have outplayed the opposition almost every night just hockey is just a really luck and fluky sport so even if you do outplay the opponent you're probably not going to win that often um but i would say they're real for real for sure even if we isolate the last 10 games they're third in the league and expect a goal share and that's while playing from ahead almost the entire time and uh obviously like hockey is a very uh, score driven sport like if you're if you're ahead you're generally not going to outshoot the opposition. And if you're behind, you're generally going to. Um, So for their numbers to be so good, despite playing from ahead all the time, um, that's really indicative that they are a really good team. Um, And I think they're for real. I love how Todd was like, let's just isolate their last 10 games (laughs) as if they hadn't won all of those 10 games. Which, like, of course, like, what are you going to do, right? You're going to isolate their their last 13 games. You're going to isolate their entire season. It's like, guess what? The numbers are all really good. You know, yeah, you're not supposed to win 13 straight games. But you can isolate whatever you want. Like, it's going to work out. They're by far the number one rated team in my ratings. So it's not like I, you know, I, I would think that this is a fluke at all. Uh, but it's just that's the season, right? It's like pick whatever sample size you want, and it's like it's really, really good for the Devils. Yeah, it's been interesting so far to start this season too, because really outside of even in the entire NHL, just not even the Eastern Conference, but the NHL in general, outside of really Boston, Vegas, New Jersey, there's a couple teams kind of hovering a little bit lower down around the eight through twelve seeds that are kind of a little bit of a different scenario, but some of that is based on games played. But 
a lot of these teams are basically at 500. I mean, the Leafs are a team I'm watching every night and we're looking at them. They're second in the Atlantic. They're um, amongst the top of the NHL. They're they're 500. They're 10, 5, and 5. Tampa is 11, 7, and 1. Like, it has been very even across other than those few teams that have basically just been dominating so far. But when taking that into account, you're kind of looking at the playoff picture as it stands right now. You're looking at teams <coughs> who are just having basically just below 500, and you're kind of starting to wonder like, hey, is this team going to be able to figure it out and get things right? And some of those teams would include the Florida Panthers. And I mean, they are in a playoff spot right now, but the New York Rangers, let's start with the Florida Panthers. You've got a guy in net who's making $10.5 million for the next few years. It came out in the summer that they would be willing potentially to trade Bobrovsky and eat half of his salary. Don't know if that offer still stands at this point, but Florida is in a weird spot. They trade away Huberto. They trade away Uyghur. They've basically mortgaged the future last year on uh, Ben Sherratt and Claude Giroux. You acquire Matthew Kachuk, but now you've weakened yourself defensively. You lost one of the best playmakers in the NHL in Jonathan Huberto. And your goaltending, what you thought you'd get out of Bobrovsky, is just not there. You're basically relying on Spencer Knight. Alex, this Florida team outside of a playoff spot right now, nine, eight, and two. Is it panic time in Florida right now? I mean, definitely panicking a little bit. Um, I think they're still playing pretty well though. Like their last 14 games, if they're six, seven, and one, um, they still have a 58% expected goal share of five on five. It's right in line with their season numbers. So I'm not like fully panicking on this team. Um, they've just been getting some bad goaltending. As you said, Bobrovsky, obviously, you know, four of those losses were with him in net. Um, but Spencer Knight has started to take over, started five of the last seven. I think he can go on a little bit of a heater if they're able to fully sort of shift away from Bob. Um, ultimately, I think they'll be fine. Whereas the Rangers are a team I was a bit more down on coming into the year. I think I'd be a little bit more concerned about them. Their numbers are better than they were last year, but also last year they were pretty bad, their numbers, and they sort of rode Shesterkin and a lethal power play to that you know good season. And now the power play has come back down to earth a bit. Shesterkin has come back down to earth a bit. So I'm a bit more concerned about them long term. Um, you know, and you, you're just looking at the playoff picture as a whole. Like, I, I think the Islanders are going to get in there. Um, I think Mike Sullivan's too good of a coach for Pittsburgh not to sort of figure this out. So, like, the Rangers are probably a team I panic on a little bit more than Florida. I think Florida's numbers still give you a bit of confidence that, like, they should be able to at least figure this out and get into the postseason. So we, I should have mentioned this before we got on here. Florida is my team that is the outlier in all of this. I think they're way better, and my numbers have them. And, you know, you obviously uh, alluded to the expected goal share element here, Alex. You know, obviously they miss, you know, had, what, 11 games without Aaron Ekblad. So, yeah, they weakened their defense, but they also didn't think it was going to get even more weakened when he went out for that period of time, right? And obviously we sort of talked in, in the past episodes about sort of what his value is and why were they sort of still able to play pretty well without him and so i have them as my third rated team in the east and that is not reflected in the standings just yet and this stuff is predictive right like the idea is they're my third rated team going forward so the problem is like what is there what is the bet to be made here because it's not like you know they're what 14 points behind boston for the division so i don't know that i'm necessarily looking to pile in on the panthers here to catch the bruins because it doesn't look like that is a thing that's going to necessarily happen. So, I mean, there may be some value on the Panthers sort of from a, you know, playoff type standpoint. But problem is, we kind of always see the Panthers flame out in the playoffs because of that division, the teams that they have to play in, specifically Tampa Bay. 
giving them a problem every single year. Uh, year here over the last couple of seasons but yeah I, you know obviously the goaltending has to get better and that's what a lot of this stuff kind of comes down to we talk about it every week like yeah you know it's a pretty good team but you know senators okay they haven't had you know cam talbot or this you know this goalie or that goalie's not playing all that well yeah sometimes it comes down to like are they going to get good goaltending and my, maybe that comes from Bobrovsky going forward right maybe he sort of just turns it around you never know with that guy he's streaky or yeah, he's all, yeah, he's, he is the streakiest, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, or it's Spencer Knight, who we've obviously seen flashes of brilliance from him in the past, too. And so, you know, at least they have two options that they can kind of keep their fingers crossed about, which a lot of some a lot of these teams kind of don't even have that when they're hoping to really turn things around here. So, yeah, the Florida Panthers are sort of my team here that when I look at the, you know, not the bottom of the standings necessarily, but the middle of the standings here that could make a push, you know, problem is those Bruins are so far ahead. It doesn't really leave all that much from a betting standpoint, other than just kind of backing the Panthers on a regular basis. If they get a wild card spot, though, like what a yeah. nightmare matchup that could be for the Devils or Canes in the first round. It seemed it could just sort of fight fire with fire. Like yeah. obviously, like the goaltending is an issue, but like goaltending is potentially can be an issue for the Devils and for the uh, the Hurricanes as well. Yep. Yeah, I st- I still like the Panthers too. Um, they're like they're right there knocking on the door for a playoff spot. They barely had Ekblad, and I think the big thing for them has been Bobrovsky. Mm-hmm. Among 62 goaltenders, he's 55th in goals saved above expected per start. Like he's minus over a half a goal. So I think just if he's not going to get it together, I think just leaning on Knight a little more, who's positive and not 55th out of 62. I think that would be a step in the right direction for them. And then obviously getting Ekblad helps too. So I still really like this Panthers team. Okay, so in the East here, the Atlantic, at least in my opinion, is probably going to shape up the way it is, or the way it has the last few seasons. You're looking at Toronto, Boston, and uh, Tampa being the three teams who are at the top of the Atlantic right now. I would imagine those three teams will finish in some type of order within the top three there. So you basically, for playoff spots, you're kind of looking towards the Metro and how that's going to shake up. Now, this is goes to no one in particular. I'm just going to throw this out there, and whoever wants to jump on this can. But last night on uh, the broadcast, on the NHL broadcast, Keith Yandel decided to go out and make a bold <laughs> prediction. The New Jersey Devils won't even make the playoffs. I don't buy that. I don't buy in. I thought ahead of the season they would ma- they would make the playoffs or be right there. And given the start of this season, like I find it's going to be basically it would have to be a catastrophic like Brian Burke 18 wheeler off the cliff type of situation here for that to happen. But that being said, the Devils right now 16 and 3, they're sitting 8 points ahead of Carolina in in the Metro who's 10-5 and 4. And if you're looking at playoff odds here or the conference odds, division, excuse me, <laughs> New Jersey plus 135 to win the division, best price in market, Carolina plus 225. And then after that, you're looking at plus 1,200 Pittsburgh, plus 1,300 Rangers. Is there any type of value on any of these teams outside of New Jersey? I mean, just taking into account the fact that there could be some type of regression here coming. Um, well, I, yeah, I, I think I'm going to throw a little slander the devil's way since Todd talked about, uh, some hab slander before the show. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think the devils are obviously a very good team. They're a lock to finish top two in this division, but the track record isn't quite there. Like it is for, um, Carolina and Carolina's still, you know, fourth and expected goals right now. And that's, we know that's sustainable based on their 
you know, past body of work. Um, Tara Vine has been out for a bit. Pacioretty has yet to play. That'll be a nice boost when he comes back, maybe like late January or something, because they are fourth in expected goals per 60 and 15th in actual goals. So like scoring has been a bit of an issue. Obviously getting those two guys back will help. Um, yeah, the track record's there. The devil's not necessarily there. Um, I think at 225, that's a pretty good look. Yeah, I mean, they're eight, I'm just looking now. They're eight points back. That's not a ton necessarily over the course of the season, but I would I would feel a lot better about it if the Devils were a team from a metric standpoint that I was like looking to target, right? I don't really, again, I don't really have anything negative to say about the Devils at this point. Again, how could you at this point? I, Carolina is right there with Florida, sort of just below Florida as my fourth rated team in the East. So they are certainly capable of, you know, making that run. I would just, I would just want a little bit more reason to fade the devils or other than just complete unsustainability conceptually. But like the numbers are, what the numbers are, man, like they are so good at this point that like, I would just kind of be making up a reason to sort of, you know, attack the devils at this, you know, at this juncture, but the canes, I mean, listen, if the canes went on this run that the devils are sort of currently on right now, once they got some of those guys back, like you mentioned, you know, specifically Pacioretty bolstering the offense, would you be all that surprised if their yeah. last no. 20 games were a lot like the first 20 games that the Devils have had? You know, I think that's I think no. that's pretty reasonable. So maybe it's a wait and see type of thing with the Canes. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, I know people want to get to uh, World Cup action, especially some people on the panel here right now. So we'll try to get through this so that we can get give people enough time to get settled in ahead of the, uh, the World Cup games to finish off the day here. So two games tonight in the NHL. Buffalo, Montreal, and uh, the Rangers, the Kings. Right now, if you uh, if you're looking through line shopping, the bo- these games are both the basically both uh, coin flips here. So I'm just gonna throw it out, Todd. We'll start with you. Best bets here tonight. Anything that you're looking at on these game sides, totals, player props. Uh, yeah, I did bet the Sabers. Uh, I got them yesterday at plus money. I think the minus one ten or something now, which is still playable for me. Um, they're obviously riding an eight-game losing streak, and they've given up a million goals in that span. Part of it is like horrendous goaltending, which, I mean, it's not that surprising given who they have in that net. Um, but part of it is a lack of luck. Like over the last eight games, their expected goal share is almost exactly fifty. They've generated fifteen point five five and given up fifteen point eight nine at five or five, and that's translated into nine goals for and twenty-two against. So like, that's not gonna continue obviously like they're not going to shoot five percent every night um montreal's goaltending uh was pretty good actually to start the year but of late it's kind of tailed off so i think this could be a spot where buffalo gets some of that uh shooting percentage regression and also uh matthias samuelson's back on the blue line for them he's not like a big name by any means but he's a big minute muncher for them and he's pretty solid defensively so i think having him back could help uh, the Sabres and their shitty goaltending uh, make life a little easier on them. And then, like, the Sabres closed uh, almost minus 200 against Montreal when they played a few weeks ago. It was in Buffalo, but I don't think Montreal is now world beaters where uh, that kind of line movement's been justified. So I'm on the Sabres. Yeah, and if you want to follow along with these picks, we did track it there. And, Todd, if you liked it at minus 110, you're going to love it at plus 101. So we track that on the uh, on the BetStamp app. You can go to the Marketplace and find us in uh, find us in the Marketplace underneath Edgework. So you can find all the picks there Monday through fi- Friday, tracked in real time, and then you can track the progress on the show on all days. Um, did you have any player props that you were looking at? 
Yes, yeah. Um, my favorite one is a little parlay. Uh, Tage Thompson over three and a half shots with Drew Doughty under two and a half. Uh, Tage has hit six games in a row. Uh, he's attempted 60 shots over the last six games. So even if he misses the net a bunch, he's still getting the kind of volume where he can hit consistently. And Montreal, um, they give up plenty of shots, especially on the penalty kill. And Tage is the number one shooter on the power play. So I like him a lot. Uh, I also like Drew Doughty under, as I mentioned. Uh, he's gone under in nine of the last 10. The only game he hit over two and a half, he got exactly three. He's not shooting much at all. Uh, the Rangers are a good shot suppression team, even though they've been losing. And they are also one of the best teams in the league at preventing shots to opposing D. Um, so I think it's a bad matchup for Doughty and a good uh, matchup for Thompson. So I parlayed those two. All right, Matt, best bets for tonight? Listen, we Todd Todd's team goes on a 13-game win streak, and all of a sudden he's parlaying shot props <laughs> you know, out here, getting absolutely wild. The guy is just absolutely living the dream. Meanwhile, Moretto, I, you know, I don't even know what he's going to do because last I saw, he's tweeting under 2.25. I don't even know how that's a thing. There's some completely other sport that's going on. I know a lot of words, but the tweets that Moretto's are se- sending out, I don't know words in that order. I don't know what they mean. I don't know what he's got going on. So maybe we'll get a take on Poland here in a second. But I think he and I are on the same side here when it comes to our best bet for, on this minimal slate. Didn't think I'd have a bet on any of these games because, again, there's only two of them. I actually like the Kings tonight, though. Grabbed them at around even money last night. They're still available minus 105. My numbers say they should win this game 52.7% of the time. That's a true money line of minus 112. So anything minus 107 or better is at least worth a bet to me. So they're available right now at minus 105. So give me the Kings as my best bet on a very lonely slate tonight. All right. Yeah, don't worry. Those numbers that are getting thrown out for the soccer, they have me absolutely lost as well. So I, it's no it's all good. Is <laughs> every offside long... goal a quarter of a goal? Is that what that means? <laughs> it feels like a quarter of a goal to me. Yeah, it took me so long. I had to go and do like a whole bunch of reading to try to figure out what that was because that was something that just like threw me for a loop when that happened. Any chance you're parlaying shot props here as well, or is that? Uh, I might throw I might throw the Kings together with uh, Arizona in the uh, Maui Invitational uh, semifinals tonight. (laughs) So I mean, there's a lot going on basically over here, but uh, not to the extent that Moretto has going on with whatever he's talking about on Twitter these days. All right, fair enough. And before we get Moretto's uh, preview of this Poland Mexico game here, do you have any NHL best bets for us? Yeah, I uh, I will double best bet consensus whale banger with Matt there on the Kings. Um, <laughs> ten units, ten units. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just basically everything you said. I'm not gonna reiterate all that. I'll throw in a fun little player prop if you're uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, Mike Matheson is back for the Canadians. He played his first game on Saturday. Uh, he is quarterbacking a power play unit that is really heating up going against a Sabres team that has allowed at least one power play goal at every single game on this losing streak. They've allowed 10 in total in these eight games. So I don't think it's really been factored in that Matheson is now back and quarterbacking this relatively decent unit. Um, he is plus 650 to get a power play point tonight. So I am going to I'm going to lock that in as uh, as my little fun best bet uh, for the night. Yeah, let's grab that. Let's throw that with uh, Australia plus three and a half goals. Plus three and, and a quarter, man. Three and a quarter. Three and a quarter goals, right? We'll, we'll, we'll wait until about half an hour after the game to figure out whether we won that or not after we go through the rule book. And then uh, we'll throw that with the Creighton money line, maybe, for uh, out in Maui and just, you know, really get loose today. What a sports week. 
what a time to be alive yeah yesterday i had i had one for one of the games and it was over three and a half cards and i don't know soccer that well so i was like oh this is going to be a sweat like there's no way they get just going to hand out four cards like i'm going to have to watch this one intensely and uh within like the first 30 minutes of the game there was five cards given i was like well it's that easy like what are are we doing here (laughs) that's that's a better situation i saw a san diego state player get called for a flop i thought he was going to get yellow carded right on the court but i'm a little bit confused with you know all the sports going on all right i know this is an nhl show but it is world cup it is one of the biggest sporting events in the world there is a game coming up here alex real quick resident soccer expert on the panel here why don't you give us a little Quick rundown, Poland versus Mexico. What can we expect coming up? If I give out Poland as a best bet on two shows in less than 24 hours, I'm basically <laughs> securing a Mexico win. So uh, this is bad news for us. But yeah, I'm on Poland here. I think that uh, Mexico's bringing one of their worst teams to the World Cup in like over 20 years. They have a very old goalkeeper, a very bad back line um, against a very good attack for Poland. Uh, just a really strong team for Poland in general. And they've let down everyone at the last many major tournaments but i think this is a very different team i think they're well coached right now and um mexico still doesn't know what their best 11 is they're just kind of bereft of talent outside of their uh outside of their big two guys in alvarez and lozano so i like poland um draw no bet matt if you're the dnb you know, yeah the dnb <laughs> there at plus well, money that is, uh, is a uh, is a very good look for me and lewandowski is going to score let's hope so nice. Let's hope so. Yeah. All right. I like it. So basically takeaways from today, uh, fade Poland. Um, (laughs) The devils are not making the playoffs. So whatever you can put on that, put on that. And uh, we'll tail Todd on player prop shot on goal parlays there to the absolutely. What did you, what did you call it? Moretto? The max will banger whale banger of the century special of the millennium yeah there you go but uh thank you guys so much all your insight here today breaking down the eastern conference standings how things might shape out before the playoffs coming up here this is the barometer for success is the american thanksgiving where you stand what the future of your season might entail so it'll be interesting to see kind of how teams shape up after this weekend and what they start to decide they have to do with their teams thank you guys for your bets today thanks to everyone who tuned in if you want to follow all the picks make sure to go to the bet stamp app find us in the marketplace as edgework you can follow us on twitter at edgework show and you can subscribe to us on youtube and turn on notifications on the edgework youtube channel i will see you guys next tuesday good luck on your bets tonight enjoy the world cup and enjoy the minimal hockey action we have for tonight's games 